Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. All right, guys, I'm here today with Tara Gavin from On The Wall Framing. Mm-hmm. Tara, hello. hello. So Tara and I... I can see you, but I know no one else can see us, so this is great. Exactly. And I, I haven't showered yet. This is nice. Exactly. And I make sure that I look like this so that people know there's no chance I'm going to use the video. Because people are always like, oh, wait, there's going to be video? I'm like, yeah, but just because it's easier to talk that way. But trust me, like this is not going to get used. Um, okay. How did I even find you? So Tara, Tara's amazing. She works basically. Okay. Tell everybody what your business is. I'm going to let you tell everybody. First of all, you found me on Instagram. I believe. Did I? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. Somebody, I bet you a designer I follow, I bet had tagged you. And then that's probably how I got into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how most people seem to have found me recently, but, um, I do custom framing and art selection slash curation for mainly designers. I'm to the trade only. And um, yeah, I see everybody appointment only. We I custom design matting frames. Well, you know what I do. You come and see me. But um, people listening don't though. I know. Our art selection. I do a ton of that as well. A tie. I love art. So that's what I do. Instead so, of going to a custom frame shop, you come to me. And I'm telling you guys, it's so much better. So if you're, how far, I guess you work with anybody kind of more locally, obviously, and they come to you. Do you mm-hmm. ever work with anybody who just calls you and you ship it out to them kind of farther away? Yes. Uh, I have a bunch of clients that I've never met. Okay. I have some in Hamilton, Oakville. So we're in Toronto, obviously. Hamilton, Oakville. Oh my gosh. Newmarket, Barry, And I just, I've never met them and I've done countless projects with them. Okay, so good to know. They, like they ship art to me or I print for them and yeah. I love it. It's it's so it's so much better an experience. I've gone, well, first of all, I used to do framing. Okay, and I I'm not even gonna say the name because I don't want to be bad mouthing no, anybody. I'm, and I'm not bad mouthing anybody. But one of the biggest things that I found was I would just go, there's a place not too far from me, it was great, it was convenient, but I walk in and they just have a more traditional vibe so you bring them art and they're the stuff they're showing you they're just mm-hmm. it's just so hideous mm-hmm. and and I find too a lot of clients have done that and they've been led very astray and I all of a sudden I go into their houses and they have these hideous frames that they pay a lot of money for but wow. yeah what I loved about you was that we were just very aligned aesthetically so it just makes it easier to work with somebody who's like only going to show you frames that align with your aesthetic and already has a similar aesthetic. So it's great. Well, and usually what happens is as does most of my clients again are designers and you get to the end of a project and the last thing you want to do is start thinking about art. And that's when people come to me. And so that's all I do. I look at art 24 seven, basically it's a bit of an addiction and (laughs) it is, it is. You can take a piece of art, you can take a print, a photo and you can frame it a thousand different ways. Um, and um, I think I know how to do it very nicely. Yeah, you do. We've done some great stuff together, actually. We have. And we've done some weird stuff, too. But sometimes you yeah. just got to roll with those punches. But yeah, we've done some super cool stuff. So, what? okay, you Playboy say you... Magazines. What's that? Like Playboy magazines. Yes. I think that's probably my favorite. The one, the, the creamy covered Playboy is probably my favorite thing that we've framed to date. And. Yeah. And it's, it sounds pervy, but, but it was a really classy looking Playboy and the tones were just, oh, they were so good. So, okay. You say you love art, right? What, what is, did this, did you always love art even when you were young? Like where did this love of art start? I'm actually not sure where it started. I know the way I started my business. So I was in the corporate kind of software sales. Um, I sold real estate. Um, I was a flight attendant in university. <laughs> I was going to go to law school. I decided I wasn't going to apply and then come out of university at whatever, 21, 22. And you're like, now what? So I sold real estate. I was good at it, but it it was a 24-7 thing. And then I got I was getting married and wanted to have kids. So that's not 
all that conducive to mm-hmm. I can see you being really good with real estate. Oh, thank you. Um, and then I worked for a software company for a few years and then I got pregnant and I went on mat leave and um, my husband works really long hours and I figured, well, someone's got to be home, sort of. And so I stayed home. And then when I was pregnant with my second, who's now 14, I decided, okay, this stay-at-home mom thing works, but doesn't work. I need another angle. And so that's when I started this. And I, my husband always said to me, you love design. I used to pour over design mags. I still do. And um, so I knew I should be in that. They always say, if you're going to start your own business, do something you're passionate about. I'm pretty passionate about art and design. And it just sort of, I have a friend whose husband has a huge framing company where a lot of different shops will go to him and have things framed rather than do it themselves. And so I, and he sells to stores and he sells to places like the Bay Home Sense. And so I went to him and said, I don't want a store, but I figure I could sell custom framing. And he thought he was crazy. And 14 years later, it's, it's busier than I can handle, which is great. (laughs) So when you first started, you weren't catering just to designers, were you? Not at all. What were, you, what were you doing early on? Word of mouth. I have a big mouth. I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I just, I just started telling people like, this is what I do. Like if they would ask and they would just start coming to see me. Um, I sold, um, there was a really great family photographer in the city. I mean, her, her family photos would sell for thousands, if you can imagine. And I would go to the client's homes. I would help them choose photos and help them set up like their walls and it just kind of, it just, it was a little bit organic, but about four years ago, I decided, I think I just want to work with designers. And so I, I put that in my mind and I focused on that. And I, you were talking about this earlier. I envisioned myself in the design industry exclusive to designers and I put it out there and I worked Instagram really hard. I mean, really hard. It was almost a full-time job and it just slowly started to happen. And, um, yeah, so now I don't know, I don't know how many designer clients I have, but they, the great thing is they're all friends. Yeah. Meet with these mainly women, I will say I have a few male clients, but every day, I mean, like for you, I look at my schedule, let's say on a Monday, well, I saw you this Monday and I see Michelle Bennett's coming and I get excited because I know we're going to have a laugh. Yeah. We're going to do some great work and it's just a win-win. Yeah. So. And did you, had you worked with a designer that put that thought in your head? You're like, Oh, that was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Or did you just something? Okay. Well, I had a good, uh, well, I have a good friend, Jennifer Reed, Barlow Reed. I think I've told you about yeah. her. She was around the corner for me. So about four years, three or four years ago, she started coming to see me and she actually said to me, um, well, I had a few clients, I had a few designer clients at that point, And she was the one who said, Tara, get on Instagram. I wasn't on Instagram. Um, and she really pushed me. She said, you've got to get on Instagram, but listen, you've got to work it hard. You have to post at least five days out of seven. Here are the times you're going to post. Here are the hashtags you're going to use. You need to comment on people's posts. You need to, she, she really told me what to do. I followed her lead to a T and, um, it just started to happen to the point where I have more business than I can handle. I have, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm waitlisted, but I have to push projects, you know, futuristically um, so that I can handle everything because I don't want to work, you know, 12 hour days every day. No, no. And that's no. not the point. I am still a mom. I am still, you know, running the house. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. And okay. So with regards to Instagram, you already talked a little bit about the strategies. Have you changed some of your strategies on Instagram from when you started? Like that you can know. Yeah, anyway. I don't post as much. Um, I don't care about hashtags as much. Funny enough, oftentimes I won't even put hashtags. Um, it's a lot of freaking effort, isn't it? <laughs> well, it was fun though. It was fun. I kind of had this, I had a vision of myself. I sort of, I, I, I transplanted myself a few years ahead and I knew where I wanted to be. And so I knew that like I would get up at 6, a, actually get up at 6 a.m. and strategically worked Instagram. Um, I just, I was very diligent about it. My husband actually said to me, it's like, you have a second job now, not just your framing, but working Instagram hard. And I really didn't know it used to bother him because I'd be like my face and my phone constantly, but it worked. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a, it's an unbelievable tool. I never thought it would be like this ever. Yeah, I don't know crazy. If for designers, but I, I, I would think so. I think a lot of designers have blown up with Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I can obviously only speak for myself. Here's, here's what I was going to say to you is between you and Anastasia, the um, identity collective. Yeah. Feel great like, yeah. yeah. I feel like, Oh, it's such a great niche what you've done that makes it re- a really easy to target on Instagram. Insta- um, interior designers are for sure on Instagram already. We're looking for inspiration. We're, I'm, every time I look at a photo and I see sources, I want to know where they came from. So by default, that's what we do as interior designers, right? So I just, I'm like, damn it, I wish I could find a niche. So it, it's so smart and a really effective niche, I think, to be able to target just by default of us being on Instagram and the way we use Instagram. Because I'm always, every time I look at a photo that I like, I'm always curious, like, where's the sources? What are these sources? I'm always keen to learn, you know, is there a new trade person I can work with, a new contracting company, whatever, right? So, so there's that. Um, but you're right, it is, it's definitely like, it's definitely a full-time job, it feels like. And sometimes I'm like, that's something I might need to hire out soon. But as far as it, I see the growth, but to me, it doesn't generally translate for me. I can, like I said, I can only speak for myself because I haven't totally cracked the nut. But I find I, I have a lot of other designers who follow me just because of what I'm, you know, the podcast. Oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Tell everybody who that is. Calvin is my math thought. Yeah. Um, and somebody just popped something in the mailbox. So, of course. <gasps> that's that's no. not... No, because he's it's not your metal. <laughs> it's not because that guy then got into a jet and because <laughs> I'm pretty far from you and it was still in there yeah. when we started. Um, but yeah, so to me it doesn't translate quite like that just because it's a lot of designers following. And then I find that the people who do reach out um are a little less motivated. Like they reach out, their first question is how much are you? And that's always a, you can't afford me red flag, generally speaking. Um, and you just see, but so that's kind of what happens, but that's okay. I I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's your brand and it's good. Right. So, okay. So you, you're doing the framing thing. Um, how at this point in time, people just make appointments, come to your space with you. Okay. First of all, your space is amazing. Thank you. It's a home office, by the way. And we it built this house awesome. with this home office in mind. So I knew. Okay. How long have you lived there then? Four years. So we did it. Okay. This is a custom build. We had a custom build before, but I didn't build an office with, I wasn't as busy before. And I knew building this house that my business was starting to really take off. And I really didn't want to get a space. I may one day get a space. I'm sure that will eventually happen, but for now, it's just, uh, I get dressed, I come down, and uh, people knock at my door. And yeah, so people contact me. I make appointments. So as you know, it's appointment. Yeah. And that way, I can devote the time. I'm, you know, I, I, I schedule myself very carefully so that I know that, okay, I think I might be an hour with Michelle, but if I'm two hours, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, works out, it works out well. You park in my driveway, you bring your stuff in, and I take it from there. Yeah, and she has gallery walls that are to die for in this office. It's amazing. Well, art throughout your whole house, really. Uh, yeah, I love uh, it. It's, it's an addiction. I actually have some pieces that I really want to get, but I feel like I need to just stop. I'm looking around. I have a few <laughs> empty wall or empty spots, but I want to be careful in these last items that I select because they have to be really special. Right. So, like, what is your strategy for finding new art or artists? And well, I found one on Instagram this morning. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, what was it? Some one of my design. Ooh, I don't even know where I found her, but somebody had posted something. And of course, I clicked the tags, and um, and was led to this girl. She's an artist in LA. I forget the name now because I just found her and I've already ordered three pieces of her art. Uh, one is for a client who said, yes, go ahead and order it. And I ordered two other pieces for an upcoming project that I have. I know they're going to work and very reasonable, original, small little things. I'll share it with you. Yeah. Or I'll pop it over to you. But um, so Instagram's huge. Um, uh, and I, I use a bunch of different sites like society six minted artfully walls, 
Yellow Corner, which is a little more edgy. Um, gosh, Love it. Arch is great. Have you ever been on Sachi? Which, which one? Sachi. Yes. Excellent. Where are they based? Is that the one where it's they always in Euros? In California. Oh, okay. They're based in California, and they definitely will carry some higher-end art, um, original pieces, um, but I've ordered quite a bit through them. I have a few pieces in my house from them. Um, yeah, there's so many sites out there. I print a lot of JPEGs on yeah. art paper. Oh, my gosh. Some of them just, they you'd never know that they're not professional pieces you buy where you would buy the image on Etsy or yep. there's a bunch of different sites. Justinio is one of them. I think Juniper arts. She has great stuff. Wow. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has great stuff. Um, and you just buy the JPEG, let's say for, I don't know, 20 bucks. And then you just print it on art paper and frame it up. And it's fantastic. It's amazing. Um, and that's one of the things I will say, I love art. Like, I grew up around art. My father is a professional artist. So I was always around art my whole life. And people, and, and I, it, to me, it's very important. But I'm not the best at buying high-end art. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, but I'm really freaking good at finding affordable art. And I think that's the thing. People get really freaked out. Like, clients, they're just kind of like, oh, you know. Like, by the time, like you said, we get to the art. Although I've been trying to bring in art a little earlier into the process mm -hmm. because I'm really trying to make art something that mm -hmm. is part of, like, my brand as far as that I put a high emphasis on. And I try to bring it in a little earlier and get those buy-ins for some of those key pieces earlier. But you can totally create a great gallery wall, a great piece of art without spending a ton of money. Absolutely. Which is amazing. Absolutely. Well, it, and to your point about art at the end of the project, I have a few designers, a little more experienced designers that are actually in court, like they will source the art in the initial stages of their project. So when they're choosing, whether it be wallpaper or whatever, they're actually inserting inspiration and options for their clients because a house is not a home, in my opinion, of course, mm -hmm. I'm biased until you hang the art. I agree. I lived in this house for a year and a half before I got uh, my install company to come in and hang all my art. And my family walked in at the end of the day and they said, oh my gosh, mom, the house is so different. It feels different. And it's so true. You just, it's that finishing touch. But if you leave it to the last minute and you've blown your design budget, there's nothing left for art. Yeah. So I think it's good to plan it. And also people are scared of art. I actually, a lot of my designers are actually scared of art. They don't know where to look. They mm -hmm. don't know where to start. They don't know. Art is, art is so different from choosing a sectional or yeah. uh, like, there's no rules in my opinion. There are no rules to choosing art. You can, I can appreciate a $10,000 piece as much as I can appreciate a hundred dollar piece. It's whatever speaks to you. Yeah. So don't be embarrassed. Don't feel shy. Um, I mean, there's lots of, I, there's a great art gallery here in Toronto and can I say names? Heck yeah, please do. Art interiors. Yes. I've never been, been to their there? showroom. No. Oh, you should go. They I had a client who, um, very early on, mm -hmm. I mean, no, I'm not gonna say that. Um, but very early on, she had pinned a piece from our interiors that she had always wanted and, mm -hmm. and we ended up using it. And that's how I found out about it was from her, but I should yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. I post, I, I post once in a while about them. I I'll saw it recently. Yeah. And it's, there's so, um, Lisa and I think Shira is the partners and, and, and Elise works there too. Who's amazing. Anyways, they just have, they're really good at discovering these sometimes emerging, not sometimes not so emerging artists and, um, fairly affordable. I mean, I saw a canvas there the other day for under $2,000 that was 40 by 60. And if I had a spot for it, I would have snapped it up. So they just have really great stuff and it's not, not crazy expensive. I've actually purchased a fair amount. I need to go in there more actually. I need to go in there more often, but um, definitely worth going in. They've got, and they can really help you. They'll set out, if you want a gallery wall, they'll set out all these great little pieces. They'll set them up on the floor so you can see how they might look. So anyway, so that's one place. I mean, there's some great high-end galleries in Toronto. It depends on your budget. Um, like name, Bo name. Oh, okay, sorry. Yep. Boji, B-A-U-X-Y or X-I. I love Boji. Um, okay. I'm blanking now. Um, gosh. It's <laughs> okay. I should have written them down, but um, okay. lots of galleries you can go into, but look, if you have a, 
if you're able to spend 10,000 on a key piece or whatever, they're great, but not everybody's able to do that. Um, right. so that's where all these other websites come in. And, um, when you're doing a whole house, I, you know, most people can't spend 10,000 on one piece, right? No, that gets real pricey after a while. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. When you, can you help people with some strategies? Cause even yeah. I struggle with this a little bit sometimes where we're working in one room, right? And multiple walls. Okay, well, let's say you have a gallery wall, but then you also have like some art that you want to put on another wall and you want it to feel cohesive, but you also don't want to be like, I know you love abstracts. I love abstracts. I also really like portraits and like interesting okay. people. But edgy pieces you like. Yes, like yes. Edgy art, which I love. I um, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I find stuff and I'm like, I feel, I, I don't go forward with it because I'm like, it's too far. <laughs> like if Dave's family comes in, they're going to be like, you're a weirdo. <laughs> so I don't go there. But, um, but, you know, how do you bring in a collection of art into one room so that it's not like, well, I went with all abstracts and, and then it just starts to look kind of boring or it's too much of the same thing coming at your eye. Yeah. I'm always careful to like, even as I look at my front hall here that I might be making some changes to, I'm always careful to sort of, for example, uh, uh, my hallway, I have a few key walls and I have pieces on all the walls. I was careful not to use the same medium on all the walls. So I have photography on one Mm -hmm. or behind glass with a mat. I have um, a painting that's on a board that's covered in resin. And it's right when you walk in, it's a small piece. And then I have uh, a, a painting on art paper that's floated and shadow boxed. And whatever. So I've been very careful to use different mediums and that they're framed in different ways. So you don't want, just to make it not so matchy-matchy. Um, I do like that. I and also not to feel like you're walking into a gallery, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, although I'd love to have my house look like a gallery. But right. Um, <laughs> but I, so, I also live here, so... Yeah. Um, I basically lived in a gallery when I grew up. It was, uh, it basically, that's more or less what it felt like. But, um, so, but so aside from the mediums, that's awesome. How do you bring like the, what, what is in the pictures? Like, what are you thinking about when you're bringing, are you thinking, okay, well, this one has a bit of red. So, or you know what I mean? Like color wise, or do you even care about that? Are you just like, nah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, obviously I try to, what usually happens is you work with a client and they're, they have an aesthetic, mm-hmm. whether it be the designer, some clients are hands off, choose whatever you'd like, and they'll typically go for it. Um, you like those clients. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then other clients are a little bit more difficult. You really need to like, it'll take a few more, I'll send options. Like I'll send through some images and yes, no, maybe, blah, 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 and eventually we nail it down. I'm not too careful about being mad, not too cohesive or um, I'm just looking around at my, <laughs> my office gallery wall and there is no rhyme or reason to anything I've done in here. But it does feel, it doesn't feel disjointed though, you know? No. And I mean, I have, I have different frames on every single piece as I look I love around. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a real reflection of me. And so I try to, I try to reflect the client in what we do. So if they're edgy, I'm going to put something edgy in there. Uh, I'm, you know, like your pieces, you're edgy. Those pieces you brought me for your own personal home, they're edgy. Like, I love that your personality is coming out in your walls, in your Mm -hmm. art. And that's, that's usually the way to go. Yeah. So when you're working with a client and you've, you know, somebody brand new is presented to you. Well, first of all, let's just confirm one thing. So a designer reaches out to you and you're going to work on something for their project. You're always just working with the designer or do you sometimes talk to the client? I do sometimes work directly with the client. It just depends on the situation. And I do sometimes, like right now I'm doing a home for a friend, right? So, I mean, it's hard to turn friends away. Um, I do uh, it. I know, but... I, well, you know, I, I came up with a, a strategy for it. I just say, I'll come to your house for an hour or two and give you ideas, but that's where I draw the line. But it's hard, I know. <laughs> it's hard, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's nice. Like it's, uh, anyhow, I try to get a real sense. I have one client right now, like I'm trying to get a sense of what their aesthetic is and I'm not actually sure they know what they like. So that's there's hard, a right? lot of emails back and forth. A lot of, I say in my emails, I take no offense if you say no. Art is very personal. I'm going to shoot you off a bunch of images. Just say yes or no. Don't explain why. It either speaks to you or it doesn't. 
art is so it's a gut reaction. I have pieces in my, well, I'm looking at one right now. Like it's, I think I paid 80 bucks. I've been looking at it for, it's, it's just a print of a photograph and I, it's not hanging yet. Uh, I think you saw it the other day. I did. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at that darn piece for the last three years on Etsy for a whole $80 or 120 bucks or whatever it was. And it took me three years to pull the trigger. I finally said like, Tara, just get it. It speaks to you. It's, it's French, which I'm half French. And like, you love it. Get it. That's so anyways, sorry. I think I'm, I'm kind of, no, it's all good. I, I try to bring that out in my clients. It's whatever, whatever you love, you love, you can't explain it and don't make excuses and don't try to become somebody else. And don't let me impose. I mean, I will try and impose my taste on you if you let me, because yeah. I have a great taste. Yeah. <laughs> and same. And sometimes, oh, I got a good one for you. Yeah. And actually, I asked this, remember the, uh, I had the podcast with the art dealer, or um, I'm not sure. Art, I'm not oh, sure. yes. Yes, yes. What, and you know, I've come to your place with some questionable stuff, but it's like, you know what? <laughs> this is sentimental to them. And like, I don't know how to be like, this is hideous. Do you ever, what do you do? And like, you're, you're, somebody is talking to you to help. They want you to help them directly, like not through the designer where it's not, but you're helping somebody and they, and they're not a friend. So you're not like, I can be totally honest with you. That's a hideous piece. How do you um, direct people who have bad taste into a better place? Well, okay. One thing I've learned, one thing I have learned, um, and I'm okay to do it now, I was hesitant before, is I'm okay to say, listen, I don't, if I, if I keep giving them suggestions and nothing sticks, after a certain amount of time, I say, I don't think this is working. I, I don't think our tastes and our ideas are ever going to come together. Um, and I, I want to release you from this relationship because it's just not working. And I mean, yeah. it's pain, it becomes painful, I think for both parties. Um, and that's fine. Like I, it's hilarious. I don't take any offense to it because it is such a personal thing. It's like, yeah. I always tell my friends, they say, well, who should I hire as a designer? I say, creep them like crazy. Look at their websites. Look at their Instagram. If they don't have your taste, do not hire them. Hard no. Because it will be painful. So, um, yeah, that's like singing that from the rooftops would be amazing because I'm it's shocking. I don't know if you have other designers who tell you this, but it is shocking how many people reach out to you. I've had somebody say like steampunk to me, and I'm like, Have you looked at my website? Like, what is happening here? And it is true, it's gonna. It only makes sense to find somebody who, either, like, if you're looking for a stylist to dress you, find somebody who's dressed the way you want to be dressed. Not find somebody who dresses like an old lady, but tell her to dress you edgy. Like, that does, you're never... Correct. It's going to be like pulling teeth. Correct. So, yeah. no, I just... It's funny because I have these... The, the great thing about my business, too, is you guys come in here and I hear a lot of your stories. <laughs> um, so, which is which is entertaining and fun. Yeah. And we learn a lot from each other, too. Yeah. And I've, I've really learned over the years, like... If, if you're just not feeling it on both sides, call it a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have to be nasty, but it's just like, I have had some clients reach out to me and I, what I do now, I didn't know this before, but in the last few years, I now say to them, please go on my Instagram and see, cause my website is shocking because it's non-existent. Um, this is amazing though, that you built a business with a website, <laughs> right? That's incredible. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I'll get to it maybe in about, I don't know, 15 years or so. But um, uh, I always say, go on my Instagram and really study it hard. If what I do does not speak to you, let's not bother. I mean, I cut it off at the pass right away um, because I will have people send me like, I can't do traditional. I can't do still lifes. Like I can do a bit of it, but if you want your whole house traditional and sort of, I am the wrong person. It doesn't speak to me. And do you appreciate it? Do you mean I can't like you can frame those mediums if somebody bring them to me? I'll frame them and make them look their best for what they are. Do not ask me to source it. I just yes, I am the wrong person. Yeah, and Um, I I've had a few. I and it's it's funny actually. um, Every now and then I get a client that's like bordering a little bit on traditional. mm -hmm. It's less so now because now part of my 
early conversations is, have you looked at my website? You just learn a lot over time, right? And sometimes early, you're just like, you know, girl, I got to pay my bills too, right? But it's like, now it's part of my initial call is actually saying, Oh, you know, how did you hear about me? Oh, great. Um, did you check out my website? Awesome. What, what was, what was the, what, like, what drew you in the most? Like, what was something that spoke to you? And if they can't say anything, then like, that's probably not good. Or if they haven't even gone and said like, you're stuck, you know, any of these things. And that's not, it's a red flag that I want you to like my portfolio. And that's why you want to work with me. Right. And also uh, something I've realized as you're speaking, I'm thinking this is probably something that comes up with designers all the time is people trying to pick your brain and take up your time without paying for it. Oh, hells to the yes. So that happens with me a lot. I get it. I get people reach out to me. I must get at least 10 inquiries a week on Instagram. So what do they say? Well, or I get like people, so I will still work with past clients. Like even on trade only, I'll work with past clients because we're past clients. Yeah. I'll work with close friends or family of existing clients as well. If, if we're fit, but that's it. I won't take random. Like it just, it, I, there's, it's not that I don't, it's nothing against those people, but it's just, I, there's not enough hours in the day. Um, and to do one offs for somebody I don't know, it's just, I, I can't, I can't afford to do that with my time. Anyhow. So what I do now, so I had somebody inquire about a gallery wall. I'd like to do a gallery wall in my house of family. And, you know, I love this look and I often post things like that, like gallery walls with, you know, different mat sizes and maybe a tiny little five by five and a 20 by 20 mat. And I love that look. Yep. Well, they want me to go to their house, measure up their walls, sketch something up for them. Well, Michelle, I used to do that and I wouldn't even take payment until everything was finished and ready to be delivered. And sometimes I'd even deliver before receiving payment. And I'm sure sometimes they wouldn't even go forward after they realize how much like, you know, Uh, things cost. (laughs) Well, exactly. And so that happened to me about a year ago. I did, I was back and forth with this woman and I don't know why I did it, but I I just thought, ah, why not? And I just, I like, I did a whole design for her weird wall. They were really weird walls. And she decided in the end, she wasn't going to go for it. And I had spent all this time. It's, it is time consuming. You sit at your computer for hours, you know, Oh and yeah, you're back I do know. emails and you're, Oh, can you just give me that measurement again? Can you? And then all of a sudden they don't go for it. So listen, I've learned, I always feel like these mistakes are great mistakes because mm-hmm. just don't repeat them. Yeah. So now when somebody inquires, I have a price list for my services. I can't tell you what your framing is going to cost because I don't know what we're doing yet. Yeah. And I will tell you, it's this much for me to go visit you. It's this much for me to mock up uh, a wall, you know? And so if they go for that, I know they're serious, but I'll tell you eight times out of 10, they write me back and say, Oh, you know what? Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm really busy right now, but I'm going to contact you in a month. So it's a great way to weed out the tire kickers. And I get it. Like, do you want to spend $500 on design fees before you even put anything on your walls? Maybe you don't, but people do though. People do like pay us upfront before they see anything. And it is shocking that they do, but I know. the right people do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's who you want to work with. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I've, I've learned and I've also learned to, I don't want to say fire people, but I have had a few clients that I just, we're, we just don't see eye to eye. You work differently than I do. And it's probably best that we just, I don't necessarily have to say that to them half the time. Although I did have somebody inquire once about 10 years ago, he was a real pain to deal with. And there was tons of business to be had. He owned, he owned a lot of different commercial establishments. And he actually called me about a year after the final project and asked me if I'd come and do another commercial <laughs> Space, and I actually said to him, I don't think we're a good fit. Here is where I'm going to send you to. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I was so proud of myself because the paycheck's not worth it. Totally. And just in general, it's really hard to let people, like you feel like you're letting people down or, you know, you don't want to be rude. You don't want them to feel bad. I totally get that feeling. And I get the feeling of being proud when you, when you actually assert yourself a certain way because you're like, it's not worth it. And it's why are we doing this kind of thing? Right. Um, it's funny because people will go into a shop and be okay with spending, let's just say, I don't know, $2,000 on a couch. Yeah. But because you're offering a service, so it's your talent, your time, your education, maybe 
uh, your vision, um, they don't think that that's worth anything. I know. Because you can't put like, there's no price tag on it. Yeah. So they, they don't understand the worth in that. And it's only in the last few years, even with myself, 14 years in business, that I've started to realize I got something good here. Yep. You work with me, you get an outstanding pro- um, product. If there's ever any issues, I will deal with them. No questions asked. Yep. And your final result is going to be mind blowing. So I'm worth it. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so maybe 10 years from now, I'll feel that too. But no, I get it. It's really, really hard because even like my consultation fees sometimes are hard because it's really just an idea session. And I always feel like I leave and I feel like, oh, I should, you know, was that enough? Was that enough? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, And then I talk to some designers who are just amazing and they say like they charge amazing amounts of money and they're like Michelle these people didn't know anything before you went in there and I'm like you're right you're right and it's and it's true it's just a constant you have it mindset is basically what it all boils down to business success is all about mindset I've definitely Mm -hmm. talked about that before have you so aside from obviously you've talked about like you've had a bit of struggles with like knowing your worth has it Mm -hmm. been hard mindset wise you know making money doing something you love or when you do work with friends, for example, you know, it is a lot of work. Let's say you were doing a gallery wall for a friend. Um, and I'm just, people don't understand, but is it hard for you to, like, how do you handle those situations and how have you worked through any of these mindset issues that you might have? Uh, you mean with existing with friends, with friends or just in general, just, you know, well, I think the best way, and it's what I've been doing recently, like I said, I send my process and my cost to, to them. friends? To, well, I have to the last couple, yeah. Good. Um, yeah, but when I say friends, I mean my, my good friends know how I work and, and yeah. they appreciate me, to be honest. And that's why they're good friends because I that's wouldn't right. that didn't appreciate me. <laughs> and didn't I mean, value and respect what you do and not expect you to do it for free. Yeah. I mean, certain people, yeah. I mean, I... I <laughs> I'm just, okay. <laughs> so I do do things for free. <laughs> now I, I give them my cost. My really good friends, my family, obviously. Um, I just, I still, I, I still can't seem to. Right. But what about your time? Like if a friend said, I want you to design me a gallery wall and source me the art, would you do that? Has anybody ever asked you to do that? Or do people just, do friends mostly come for framing? Like, or do they want you to source art for them too? <sighs> yeah, they yeah, they want me to, yeah, but, um, yeah, oh gosh. I, you know, I'm, I'm really good at, at preaching, but boy, oh boy, sometimes I don't follow my own advice. <laughs> um, it, it's hard. I mean, like my sister, I'm going to do my sister's house, which I'm happy to do, but that was, yeah. I, was I mean, my sister. Yeah, if, I, if I make a penny off my sister, I would never forgive myself. Like I yeah. couldn't do that, right? Of course. Um, so I would do it for her, and I've actually done some walls for her. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a work in progress. It um, is. It's um, so it's funny. Like I've had to just come up with a rule because, first of all, like what we do, like as designers, it's like forty hours of time to do one room, you know, and that's just not something. I can give up for somebody. And also I'm not comfortable just here and there helping you without the big picture. And I just don't have that kind of time, nor do I want to spend my time with my friends doing work, you know? So it's like, I have to shut it down at some point and I only have so much capacity and generally speaking. So I have also had friends who have paid and I've given them like a friends and family discount or whatever, or give them like any product at cost or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But but also I've had to stop doing that because I'm like, I don't feel good about it. I, I feel, I always have like insecurities about my work. So I don't like to feel those insecurities and have to see a friend after. So I was just like, you know what? I don't need to have friends and families as clients. So I just, I want to be helpful too. So I just say, don't text me stuff that you want my, you know, to pick my brain on. That's rage inducing, especially at 8 PM when I'm just trying to relax. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know what, you got a new house or you need help. I'll come to your house for an hour or two. And I'm going to give you all the ideas you want. I'm not going to write anything down. You do what you want with it. 
take it from there. But, and cause I do want to be helpful. I'm not a, I'm not a jerk and, you know, closer friends or family, like maybe a little bit more, but it just, it just gets messy. It just gets really messy. No, it's tough and because you're working all day and then you have to stretch yourself to work for nothing. And I mean, I'm often working yeah. at night. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, if, you said, if I said to you, okay, go and work at, if I said to a nurse, you go and work at the, oh, but you know what? It's your sister. So go work at the hospital. Your sister's in there. So we're not going to pay you for your shifts this week. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know how well that would go down. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. And it's for me, I, I have to set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries, all of a sudden you're getting texts all the time of people asking you things. And first of all, I don't even work with clients over text. Like I don't want to do it. And, and I find too, I just, I agree with you. The friend, most of my friends, 99% of them understand Mm-hmm. That, that's just They're respectful yeah. yeah and I do, I'm respectful to people too like I know creatives because I know that's the thing it's hard in a creative world um hairdressers they're starting out I say oh my god I'd love to come and tell me how much it is I'm not asking you to give me a deal tell me tell me charge me what you would charge anybody else I'm not coming to you for a deal I'm coming to you be, to be supportive of you exactly. right and I just that's exactly. how I conduct myself so that's how I want to be treated what yeah and you're a business owner, so you understand that. Exactly. Like, I, and, and what people don't understand about designers, and I say this at least once a week to my designers, you guys schlep and are in and out of your cars and are doing returns and are sourcing. And are like, I mean, honestly, people have actually, people have asked me because I've designed my own homes and whatnot, yeah. but like, they've asked me to do design work. I'm not sure you could pay me enough for the amount of work you guys do. You, you work so hard. I see it. Yeah. I see it. You guys come to my door and I'm, I'm sitting at home. Like, yes, I go out and I, <laughs> I mean, I go to my guys that do all the framing and yes, I source art. I'll go to the odd gallery or whatever, yeah. usually fit it into a lunch or something. Yeah. But, I mean, you guys are, and I'm sure, and I know for a fact, you don't charge nearly as much for all of the time you spend. You don't. Oh yeah. There's a lot of times that slips through the cracks for sure. And no, it's true. And and that's the thing. Like a lot of people just don't see that side and that's fine. But, but you know, they don't value it. They don't, it's, it's uh, like, it's yeah. Respect, respect the vision and the fact that like, this is an art mm-hmm. and that's also, something. Also the other thing is like, I mean, sometimes discounts are passed along and so they yeah. benefit from that. I mean, everybody works differently. So Sometimes just the discounts you will get will cover your design fees is yeah. what people don't really understand. Totally. Right? But you know what? My philosophy on that, I'm going to tell you my <laughs> philosophy on that for all the listeners. Um, I will extend a slight discount less than I used to because I don't think that my costs need to be offset. I'm like, why should a client get furniture for their home that they would need and get anyway? And all of a sudden, I now also get my design fees offset included in that furniture. Like, logically to me, I'm like, no, you either respect that you're hiring me mm-hmm. as a creative to make your home beautiful, not because I'm going to be offset. That's right. I just, that to me doesn't make sense. Like, I, that's just for me how I work. I'm like, I want to give you a discount. I want to give you something that feels good, but I don't. You're either hiring me or you're not. Yeah. 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 No, and I respect that. And I mean, it's a difficult, it's a difficult topic for you guys to broach. I think it's a tough one. Um, But I feel as though based on my clients, I feel as though more of you are moving towards that, not passing on the discount or splitting it or or something along those lines. Because also you have to remember, you've made these relationships with your trades um, really. And Same with you, right? Just yeah. like you shouldn't be extending. I mean, like you said, we cut our friends a deal here or there, but the thing is you doing the work too is, is like, it can be a pain just to extend a discount to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I, I just, I just, um, cause the other thing, here's what I've also learned in, you know, three short years is I need to make enough money to make it right. Anytime I need to make it right. 
you know, whether something got going smoothly, like I take on a lot of uh, designers take on a lot of liability mm-hmm. and I want a happy client. And I also need to hire an assistant eventually, or I have overhead to pay or it, it, whatever that is. Right. And part of the profit of, of the furniture, especially if we're doing wholesale stuff is part of how we make money in business. And if we only made money through our services, we're not, we're not, all we're doing is making like average salary, working our tails off. And you know, I don't know. That's my hot take. Yeah. It's just not valued. I see it. I see it every single day, every single day. Um, so yeah, that's the reason why I won't get into the design field because I don't know how well I do with that. I deal with one dimension and um and I'm good in that dimension (laughs) exactly well it's great too because you do one thing and you do it so freaking well and you're awesome thank you so okay you already shared a few um before we wrap up why don't you tell um tell everybody a few of your favorite go-tos online for where to find or whether it's affordable or not and you did already share some but if there's any other nuggets okay so definitely Etsy is a great tool and what do you recommend people search? Like, how do you search in Etsy to get what you want? Um, so your keywords, you're going to look for, um, let's see, abstract on paper or oversized. I haven't had as much luck finding canvases and such things. I, I, there's, it's great for finding prints and PDFs. So files that you can print on art paper, which I'm not, have we done that together? I do. I do that all the time, actually. Oh, okay. I do the that's digital me. downloads. Yeah. That's like oh, 90% of the art I do. Yes. I meant JPEGs. JPEGs. I said PDF, didn't I? Yeah. JPEG. Anyway, you meant. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, the, the instant downloads and you print on art paper. Um, you can order them online. I used to, I used to use poster jack in Canada. I did use them right? after you told me about them. Yes. So you just print on their art paper. But my guys also do printing, so I just use them because it's one-stop shop. Oh, they do? They do. Oh. Okay, good to know. So Etsy's great. Um, You know, your typical Minted, I've ordered tons of art through Minted. Society6 can be fantastic. Um, uh, There's lots of, like, um, uh, artists online, actually on Instagram, I follow a ton of artists on Instagram. I'm just looking around at my walls here. Where did I get all this stuff? Artfully Walls is a great one that a lot of people oh. talk about. Artfully Walls, do you know it? Yeah, you know, I probably found it through you somehow. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, oh, I'm missing a bunch. But, oh, I, I mentioned it earlier. Yellow Corner, a little more edgy. You want, like, a little nudity or, like, just sort of something, like, like I'm smoking a cigarette, you know, whatever. I, I, was, I had it right here. Um, yeah, you brought me the nun. I think you have a thing with smoking. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I don't know why. Michelle brought me all these uh, cool edgy pieces, but I think two of them. The yeah, one was like a lady wearing a Batman rubber yeah. mask, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. That's the edginess, right? That's what yeah. you appreciate. Yeah, um, maybe I've like missed back in the day when I used to dabble in the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, yeah, Sachi, if you want something a little more, um, special, I mean, Sachi has artists from all over the world. I've bought pieces from somebody in Switzerland, Spain, um, the UK. So they have, they have, um, great, great art, but again, a little pricier. And then if you're in Toronto, you have to go to art interiors. I just, I think they're fantastic. Okay. I'm totally going to go there. I'm going to tell them that you sent me to go. And okay. Do you ever, um, um, hire, what's the word I'm looking for? Commission people to, to do something specific for your, you or your clients? Commissions are tough because I, I actually commissioned something for myself. Turned out beautifully. It actually turned out exactly as I wanted it. Bring it into the space, however, and sometimes it doesn't work. That's why galleries, higher end galleries will allow you either. I mean, when it's like, some, some, a place like Bougie, they will actually deliver it, you know, put it up and whatever, take it back if you don't want it. Um, oh. You need to, those expensive pieces, you want to see them in your space because they oh. they're going to work and they don't always work. And all of a sudden you're out by what? 5,000? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why these galleries will do that. So that's a great little tip. Make me a little nervous. 
They do because they make me nervous too. Wow, what if you don't like it? I know. I had this discussion with a client this morning. She had a piece commissioned for thousands of dollars with a very good artist in Toronto who I've worked with, and she didn't like it. Ugh. She had somebody touch it up for her for more money and still didn't like it. So, oh, oh my gosh, it can be just a bit of a disaster. So, no, I like to see something done personally. Yeah. Before uh, I commit to paying for it. It's such a tough business, what you do and, you know, designers, because, um, it's so subjective mm-hmm. and, you know, even with your best efforts, the end could be like, mm, I don't really like that coach now, you know, and it's, it's just, it's hard. It's a really hard side of the business. That's a real struggle, which is why we need to be paid well enough to be able to, like, if you want to make it right, I mean, you can also say, obviously you signed off on this, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes truth be told, like sometimes you, sometimes you, you plan everything out, but it doesn't work. Like that's just what happens. Like sometimes even it's measured right, but it's just not working. The paint color's just not working. And, you know, I would like to be able to own that and make it right for a client if I need to. But if I don't, you know, make that money from, you know, product sales or whatever, then I don't have that cushion to do that. I have one more question for you and I'm, so you obviously have all this art in your house. Like, are you constantly just going like, I keep, you just keep seeing new art that you love. And are you going like, what am I going to do? I want more. And do you, how do you, do, how do you maneuver through that? Oh my gosh. Cause I do it. And I, I know. I don't even I do this as much as you do. Well, okay. Truth be told, only my main floor is done. If okay. You stairs, which you never have. I don't believe in my house. No. I'm just now starting to do my second floor. Um, I've ordered, funny enough, I ordered um, two pieces from, a, oh, Permanent Press. She's a Toronto gal, but she now lives in think, Brooklyn. And she offers some really great pieces. And I've had my eye on two pieces for the last two years. And finally, she had this huge sale. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to get them. And so they've been sitting in my office for about six months because my master bedroom is not done yet. But it's starting to get there. Um, so my main floor has tons of art, but my second floor does not so okay now I can I can indulge my um my taste and just get what I want but I'm also a little bit cheap when it comes to art because I see so much of it so I don't yeah. want to spend a fortune because I like to switch things out so I don't want to always spend uh, key pieces I'm fine but little yep. pieces I like to kind of get them cheap and cheerful in case I don't like them in two years I don't know it's just, does that happen to you often not so much anymore no, not so much anymore. I actually still love most of what I have up in my house because I've trusted my gut. It's when I, it's when I didn't know what I really liked. That's when I bought pieces that I didn't love, but now I just go with my gut and I trust myself. And that's when I get the pieces that have staying power. I love it. Do you have like a stash somewhere of art? That's like, yes. On your, <laughs> I was wondering. Yes. I have a whole bunch of art that's waiting to be framed and come to frame my own stuff takes me a year it's it's embarrassing actually so funny so, yeah yeah I love it what's that I'll show you all my waiting art yeah, yeah. and I might be like are they all art that you plan on putting up or like are they up for dibs and grabs <laughs> that like if I wander into like a pop-up shop or I'm in this little gallery and there's little prints or I'm traveling or whatever yeah I pick up all this art and I'm, I'm so excited about it at the time and then I get home and I'm like what you know what you almost need to do? You almost need to catalog them for yourself so that you have like a place to see them all so that you can remember, like, do you also get them because they might work for a project in the future? You're like, uh, maybe me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I do sometimes, but, um, yeah, I have a bunch of art sitting here that I think it's going to go into a future project, but, yeah. um, yeah. I have some of those things where I'm like, well, that didn't work in that project. So I'll keep it. And then it ends up yeah. sitting here forever. But I know. I know. But that's the worst. Well, thank you so much. Tell everybody where to follow you on Instagram. I guess they shouldn't bother going to your website because there's nothing there. Oh gosh. No, no, that's embarrassing. Um, so it's on the wall framing is my Instagram and that's it. That's the only place you'll find me. And, uh, yeah, prepare to be inspired because it's a killer Instagram and obviously a great place to find different artists too. Right. Because I assume you tag, you tag, I take, I, I take yeah. everybody, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I love, I mean, that's the other thing as a business owner, if I can support your business, I would do anything I can like to support your business. I don't care if it's not about you coming to see me like 
you know, I send people to different galleries. I don't care. Frame your stuff through the gallery. Like it's not about that for me. It's about everybody getting it. it, it there's no room for greed. I think there's yeah. enough business to go around. I'm, I'm an open book. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to tell you where I get things and God bless. It's like you, you went to another place. My, my dad sadly passed away a few months ago and I was crazy busy and desperately needed some framing. And you, I, I asked, I, well, I think I asked you to go to another place or I sent you to, I can't remember. Yeah. How it I, yeah. yeah. I mean, God bless. Like if you can go and get it done in a timely fashion, because yeah. I need you for three weeks, please do it. Yeah. Some places too, actually, um, don't like Celadon. Are you familiar with them? They actually won't send you just a print. They, they're like, no, we want to, no, it comes it. pre-framed and that's part of their, um, yeah, that's part of their, but you can pick the frames if you want. You can pick the sizes. You can totally customize it. But try and ask them for just the print and they won't do it. Oh, okay. They might have a section that is just prints, but I've asked before. I was trying to get something and they were, they were having none of it. Now, there's a new place I've just discovered, sidebar, called Natural Curiosities. Mm. Worth going to check. It's in California. They have a lot of very cool pieces. One of my designers, uh, Rebecca... Rebecca Goodman, wait, does she go by Goodman? RTG Designs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried um, to get her on my podcast, Rebecca. She's, <laughs> she's the best. Um, well, she actually orders from them a ton, and they just have really beautifully curated pieces. And some of their pieces are like handmade paper, and mm-hmm. a little bit pricier, a little pricier, but worth it, I think. I um, love it. So there you go. Thank you for doing this. I know we've been talking about doing this for so long, and I'm glad we finally did it. Yeah. And we, and I don't even think we swore once. We did not. I can be controlled. In a, so can I. In certain situations, but give me a couple glasses of wine and no more. <laughs> same, same. All I need is one and it's game over. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we did swear once. I'm thinking that. I don't think so either. It's just something I was a little stressed about because you and I are like truckers when we see each other. I know. I know. And if it had gone out of control, don't worry, I would have like, taking care of it in the editing but I'm glad I don't have to so that was my girl Tara she's amazing I love her every time I see her I have the best time so I'm so glad that we were able to do that um and you know what don't even worry because after if you stick around past the outro music you're gonna get to hear all about what amazing hair tools she's using right now that gave her the cutest hair and it's gonna be uh riddled with some swears So we didn't swear through the main portion of the podcast, but the portion where we were chatting before I officially started, there was a, there was some swears and you can also hear, uh, it was weird because when we were talking on the phone, I actually was having a delivery guy come to pick up a metal, a a client of mine was having a bunch of her shooting, like she shoots guns and stuff. I don't know. She's American, but she, uh, and she was, uh, we were having her medals framed. So while I was on the phone talking to Tara, my guy was supposed to be coming to pick up the metal from my mailbox to then drop it off at her house. So we were talking all about that. So that's just context. If you happen to stick around and listen and you're like, metals, what are they talking about? That's what was going on there. So it was kind of weird. But anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast, give it the old subscribe, leave a review because that helps other people find the podcast, keeps things going, you know? Also great karma. I've said it once, I'll say it again. It's good karma for everyone. And if you want to follow along my journey, the behind the scenes stuff, the stuff that doesn't even hit podcasts or anywhere else, you can follow me at uh, Real Talk Design with Michelle Bennett on, on Facebook. It's a closed group. If you want to get some, some tips and inspiration in your inbox, go to michellebennett.com slash real talk. And I'm sharing the goods there. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I mean, your hair looks adorable, though. Okay, so I bought this um, Revlon blow-dry brush. Have you seen these? Is it the one that, like, it sucks it into, like, a curl thing? No. Oh, my cousin was bullied me into it. She's like, you need this. It will change your life. I don't usually blow-dry my hair straight. I used it yesterday. It works really well. If you blow-dry your hair, do you? Do you wash your hair? I do wash my hair. I'm not <laughs> a sociopath. But yeah. So how do you start this?
Or do you want to ask? What do you want to? No, I'm going to start. I'm just going to say, hey guys, I'm, I'm just going to introduce you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You good, you ready? Well, you, gonna just, you were just about to say something though. Oh, when's your guy coming? I hope he doesn't come while we're on the phone. <laughs> he didn't tell me, and I don't. Does I he went already to have the medal. He does. No, I, I no, he didn't earlier. I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look at my mailbox and see. Okay, hold on. <laughs> my, I just, um, no, he did not pick it up yet. I don't fucking know. I told him though, like just to put it in the mailbox if nobody answers your door. So don't even worry about it. If you don't want to answer it, when he does show up, he'll put it in the mailbox. <sighs> I need a minute. I did a little running. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what I was going to say, but it doesn't really fucking matter. Cause we are going to start. We're going to start. You ready? Tara Gavin. Yeah. I've never really said your last name before. I'm saying it right. Yeah. Seems yeah. fairly straightforward. 